Hi friends, I'm Katie. And I'm Lauren. And welcome to Okay, But Did You Know? A podcast where we talk about the TV and media that we love with a friend who's never seen it before. Today we're recapping and chatting about Bob's Burgers Season 2, Episode 1, The Bell Cheese, and Episode 2, Bob Day Afternoon. So The Bell Cheese is uh, Teddy tells a story of a hidden treasure inside an abandoned taffy factory that is about to be demolished. So the kids decide to sneak out and look for the treasure. Meanwhile, Bob and Linda have to have a scheduled sex night, and Linda attempts to make it special by having games and sneaking Bob an enlargement pill. You're just shaking your head. Are you okay? This episode was a ride. <laughs> Welcome to season two. Every every episode in season two is a ride. Oh, joy. In my, in my pure opinion, I was looking at the episodes and I just went, the entirety of season two, there is no bad episodes. These are just the top tier uh, Bob's Burgers that I love. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's good, though. Oh, yeah. You're going to love these. I mean, I hope so. Okay. I was, you're setting the bar pretty high, so. These make me happy. These are the comfort episodes. Okay. Uh, so, as always, we start with the puns and what you were able to spot. Yeah, so the exterminator van is changing now. Yes, it is. So, in season one, this exterminator van never changes. It's the same thing. But now we finally have exterminator vans that change. Yes, this one was uh, Stan Berman, King of Vermin. We appreciate a nice little, <laughs> yes. nice little rhyming situation. And the uh, abandoned storefront was Uncle Marty's breast pumps, which concerns me. Yeah. Uh, fun little note: the rat on the van has a crown. Oh, he's he's the King of Vermin. Did you see the burgers? There was only one, I believe, in this one. If there was two, I think there might. If there's a second one that I didn't fully catch. Um, the one there is one. Okay, there's one. Okay, so did I did I clock the? Oh yeah, the I'm mad about saffron burger. Made with no saffron. Oh, is that what it said? <laughs> it says I'm mad about saffron, and in quotations, made with no saffron. To be fair, saffron is very expensive. I was gonna say the same exact thing. Saffron is very expensive. Yeah. So it's pretty obvious what this uh, episode is a parody of and if you don't know it i don't know if we can be friends anymore i don't know if i call it what this is technically a parody of is it is the it Goonies. wait oh, it's the, oh that make okay that makes sense i was gonna say indiana jones oh no it's the goonies the goonies the okay yeah that makes sense speaking of the goonies the episode's ending song taffy butt is a spoof of the goonies theme song the goonies are good enough both of the songs, the original and the parody, are performed by Sidney Lauper. Interesting. <laughs> okay, I, got I like very that. very excited for that one. I wrote down, Taffy Butt is catchy. Taffy Butt is catchy, and that is Sidney Lauper. Okay, good for her. Uh, and this is our introductory to Zeke. Jimmy Oh, do Jr.'s we see more of Zeke? friend. Zeke okay. is a very constant character because it's Jimmy Jr.'s best friend. Okay. What did you think of Zeke? I think he was pretty much what I would expect out of like a 13-year-old boy, more or less. Yeah. I didn't really much. have like terribly like strong opinions about him other than he, he's he's a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. Did you happen to see what the sign said inside of the Taffy Factory when the kids are, you know, doing all their chaotic stuff before they're in the elevator? 
before no i don't think i did so what is behind the kids when they're licking the equipment is a huge mm-hmm. sign hiding the hidden elevator and it says caffrey taffy company no cigars over taffy cigarettes only okay <laughs> so i guess you couldn't smoke cigars in the in the factory but you could smoke cigarettes it's an important distinction it is a very important distinction And then my last fun note that I'm really excited for is there are 25 combinations to the sexy dice Bob and Linda use as drawn out. I did write down sexy dice are literally never sexy. They're never sexy. No, they're not. Like, and why did, why did Bob sit on top of Linda? That is also my question. I mean, you know, some sometimes sometimes, you know, the the man or the mass presenting person wants to be the one being held, but not on a chair mm-hmm. that can barely support one of them. I just also love that the random chair in the room is definitely from the kitchen table. Yeah. Like that it's like, "Oh, I see chair on the dice. Let me go grab a chair." Well, I guess well, okay, so may- maybe though, maybe it was like a set of 6 and there's 5 of them and rather than having one empty chair at the table all the time, they just put it in their room. That's fair. I never thought of that. I could see that. I could see that. Um, like, sexy so- dice are, is never sexy. Like, um, I think it was The Simpsons. They did a joke of it, and like he rolled it one time, and he got lick eyes. Oh my god! Like um, they're never sexy. No, thank you. That no. makes my eyes feel weird. <laughs> that makes Oops. my eyes feel really weird. No, nope. my apologies. I, I want to rub my eyes now. Why? <laughs> I've never, I don't, I've never really watched much of The Simpsons. So that was, um, that was new for me. Much like so, my Spongebob references. I'm glad to bring in some Simpsons references as well. I am with, I would say I'm enjoying it, but my eyes feel like I need to scrub them. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're good. What did you think of this episode? I thought this one was very fun. I really did enjoy it. I had some fun with the notes and writing things down, like when they ended up uh, down below the, uh, Mm-hmm. The, the the factory i just wrote secret tunnel secret tunnel <laughs> like, i feel like every time anyone does that you can't not make that avatar joke um i also wrote down there's nothing wrong with scheduling sex it prioritizes intimacy like sometimes if that if your schedule is just that hectic yes it's mm-hmm. important to have it in the schedule to ensure that you're prioritizing it so i don't think there's anything wrong with that personally i think good for them that they're trying to maintain a healthy healthy intimate life and I will say, Teddy is divorced, so I don't think Teddy <laughs> should be commenting on Bob and Linda's sex life. No, I also wrote down, yeah, that wasn't a funny joke, Teddy. Nope, no, bad joke, no. Teddy. Bad jokes. Um, but overall, I really thought this one was a lot of fun to watch, especially like you've got the combination of the kids creating more mayhem as well as Bob and Linda being Bob and Linda. And more so Linda being Linda. Linda being Linda. Maybe we don't drug our husbands. Don't drug your husbands, please. Um, tell them if you're giving them one of those pills, because that could really freak a guy out. <laughs> also, like, if they've taken other kinds of medication, I don't think you can combine that with certain things. Well, because that, wasn't that originally, like, enlargement pills, stuff like that was for, like, heart conditions, and it yes. was just a fun side effect uh-huh. that men would get. Yep. So, I'm glad Bob's okay, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. But I just wrote down, please don't talk to his penis. Please stop. Why is his penis a girl? 
Yeah, also, why is it a girl? That's also my question. I My brain did not calculate a lot of the things that were being said. There were so many lines in this. The banter was on point. Yep. The crazy lines. You had no idea what was coming. But my favorite is still to this day, since I first saw this, Louise arguing and being sarcastic while everyone's about to die. <laughs> Sarcasm is not going to solve the problem, Louise. <laughs> And then, of course, Taff getting stuck to Bob. Yep. Also, oh god, he impaled the Taffy monster. <laughs> oh my god. Good job. Bob impaled. Oh my god. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I Thank love you. this show. Thank you, Barbie. <laughs> I love your brain. That one broke me. That one broke me. <laughs> I still haven't seen Barbie. Did you uh, find any, like, a favorite lines through this? Or was it just, oh, God, this is so chaotic because it doesn't stop? Yeah, this one was mostly chaotic. One part that I did latch on to was whichever one of the kids, uh, his skill was that he can name the the state capital. <laughs> and then he said Las Vegas. And I'm just saying to myself, Carson City. Carson City is the <laughs> capital of Nevada. Because I know unfortunately i actually do know all of the state capitals because of the stupid song from the animaniacs because we learned it in the first grade we did that as the closing song of like our first grade like pageant situation i don't know it was it was a weird thing we did in the first grade we had a little we did we did some songs and then we did a play and then because the play had to do with jungle animals each of us Mm -hmm. picked a poem from this book of poems about animals and so we all read the poems about animals and then we ended with more songs. But like the first song was about the rainforest. The song we ended was the state capitals. <laughs> I don't know why. But did you know that they're, the Animaniacs are back? I did. We watch them with the kids a lot. Uh, Eric will actually start like jumping up and, up and down. He's only three, so he doesn't exactly say Animaniacs. It comes out a little bit different because he's, mm-hmm. he's a baby. But he will, he'll jump up and down and go, Animaniac, 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 and make us watch Aww. it. I need to read you this meme real quick, because it was just too, it was too funny that Emily sent me the other day, if I can find it. Oh, oh. The issue is, oh, here it is. Um, so it's like, it's a, it's a tweet and then comments below it, because someone like posted the screenshot to, to Tumblr. If you do not stretch, in parentheses, back legs, hips, feet, and you know what the Animaniacs are, you need to start doing it for at least 30 minutes daily or your body will suffer. First comment. I did not realize this was an age thing and not the Animaniacs are coming after you thing. I didn't stretch and Yakko Warner personally beat me with a sack full of hammers. (laughs) Please save that meme. We're going to need that later. I'll send that to you. Thank you. I'm going to need that. That is hilarious. And how do these things keep happening within context for us? I don't know. Life is very much lining up with this podcast lately. And I'm just Absolutely. like, what is happening? If we, we are at the age where if we do not stretch daily, the Animaniacs will come for us. I'm, 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 I'm at the age I'm doing like physical therapy exercises every day to get by so and i use the animaniac songs to stretch my brain i'll be honest trying to remember as much of the world according to yako warner because that one i don't have memorized i do still have the state capital song memorized i'm officially going to try and get videos of lauren doing exactly these things i can send you the voice memo later of me doing the thing oh no no i need video oh you need need video video. evidence 
I need video evidence that you are capable of doing When we're this. done recording, I'll do it for you. How's that? Yay! That will make my day so much better. I'm glad. <laughs> See, this is why I know you love me. But yeah, this one other other than other than the uh my my yelling at the at the child that Carson City is the capital of Nevada and not Las Vegas. Um <laughs> I didn't I didn't pull out too many lines. Mostly I was just this is actually that's not true. There was one line. Um was Gene saying that he's bad at picking up vibes. Did you know mom and dad were a thing? It's <laughs> like that feels like a very accurate representation of how kids think it because really kids is. don't really pick up on that. It was just funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, my daughter's made comments like that before, but it's always a fun time when when Steven and I get to be funny with the kids. Because I know you don't get to experience stuff like this. So I'll just look at Steven, and if Autumn won't leave us alone, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go make out with your dad. The eels and, like, the running away that happens is my favorite Mm -hmm. thing. Because I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to kiss dad now, and she runs away. (laughs) That was all the notes I had on this one. That was a... Short and sweet one, but nice quick one. Ooh, yeah, nice quick score. one. So this one I gave an eight for plot because it's it's a solid plot. There is plot there with obviously the uh, mm-hmm. the treasure hunt as well as Bob and Linda trying to have scheduled uh, adult time. So it's good plot. It's entertaining. It's chaotic. We like it. Uh, similar with character, it also got an eight because it also got an eight because that's just there's a lot of it going on there. It was a lot of yeah. the dynamics. You also had Tina with her uh, her her romance novel using that to win, to woo Jimmy Jr. And I was just like, please, Tina, please don't use a romance novel as your roadmap. That's a the romance bad idea. novel made me think of you. <laughs> I don't use romance novels to uh, to guide my romantic endeavors. I'm far more romantic than them. If I if I do say so myself. I'm also just laughing because Lauren has sent me multiple romance novels in the mail. So <laughs> that's funny. Lauren literally has a Lauren literally has a sapphic romance not, not not romance but a sapphic book spreadsheet. Look, you have a sapphic one. I have drag. Uh, I have a dragon one. We're very interesting individuals. Yeah. <laughs> we like spreadsheets. It's a good time. So you just didn't say personal yet. Yes, personal. So personal, I gave it a nine. Solid episode. Really enjoyed it. So overall, two eights and a nine. Gave it a twenty-five. Guess what my score is. Twenty-five. 24. I gave it eights across the board. Ooh. We were this oh, close. Okay. We were this so close, close to having the same score. I gave eights across the board. I like this episode. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not, of course, the best out there, but like, I just, this is my comfort season. I love this season yeah. so much. It is good. Oh, wait. Now I got to tell you about Bob Day Afternoon. <laughs> So season two, episode two, Bob Day Afternoon, a bank gets robbed across the street. So Bob and Linda seek this as an opportunity to get their restaurant known when the robber orders burgers. <laughs> I love that you start shaking This one shaking was also head. chaotic. <laughs> That's season two. Because like, you, I mean, for the same reason, like our, our if, if anyone's been listening to both types yeah. of episodes that we post the, our, our descriptions are very different mostly because once my time is very plot heavy and bob's is more vibes but like you do such a good job at encapsulating just the best chaotic points of each episode <laughs> which is why i start laughing i'm i'm happy i can help i think the bob's wiki for a lot of this they are able to help me keep all my information like organized mm-hmm. and it really does help using them they've got an entire 
Like, uh, there's so much. They have so much on there. That's where I get a lot of these facts yeah. is through there. Yeah, I get most of the, most of the once facts. If they're not things that I just knew, if I'm not pulling from like a direct story that I remember, it's always from the from the once upon a yeah. time fandom wiki. Like they're the ones pulling out. Like I wouldn't have known that Longborn was a reference to uh, Longborn Estate. Yeah, being that in one of being like in Jen Espenson's favorite. Yeah, I wouldn't have ex- I wouldn't have put the connection that it would be Pride and Prejudice, and then that that was the writer's favorite mm-hmm. book. I wouldn't have put that together, but so the store in the truck. So we have the pest pesterer. I just wrote clever writers. Very clever. Very clever. And Hannibal's dead animals taxidermy. And that is actually a mounted buck's head next to it. Okay. And then the burger of the day. Was charred to a crisp. It's a burger with Swiss chard. He was just getting creative with it. Which I really love that it was like, I love when the burgers are like a part of the actual episode. Uh, it does a lot. I have quite a few notes on this because this is our first appearances of Mickey, Sergeant Bosco. This says Olsen Benner, but I don't remember who Olsen Benner is in the episode. This was with the wiki. And I'm like, um, and of course, Mr. Dowling at the bank. Do we see Mickey again? Yes. And Mickey is played by Bill Hader. Okay. I was correct. It is Bill Hader. Okay. For now. For now? Okay. He does not reprise his role in the movie. Oh, okay. It is a different voice actor in the Bob's Burgers movie, which makes me very sad, but I think Bill Hader was busy with other projects. That's fair. Because I think it, I don't know if it was actually made and recorded, like, during some of the It stuff going on. Like, they planned these things so far ahead. I know he was Mm -hmm. doing It, and he's done, like, quite a few movies since doing It, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just on another project. That makes sense, especially if they tended if they wanted to do as much of this as they could, like the same way that they, they filmed the episodes with everyone mm-hmm. being in the same room. That makes yeah. sense. And I, I'm pretty sure they did them. I mean, they had to have done the the movie the same way, probably to keep that same energy. Um, once again, you know, Fox messes up another thing because mm-hmm. we love Fox in this household. I'm saying that as a. Uh, firefly fan just gonna point that out put that out there i'm saying that as a firefly fan it's not a good thing uh this this was originally set to be the premiere episode of season two according to staff until fox's press release said otherwise okay so they're so not sure how this compares between the two honestly i think the belgies makes a little more sense as a season premiere I liked the Belchies of the season premiere, but I can see where they were wanting to do it with this one. Yeah. So the episode is a parody of the 1975 film Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, The episode script cover Mm -hmm. and some scenes are also parodied from the film. Mm, So like throughout it, if I know I haven't seen the movie, so I couldn't tell you which ones, but apparently they, they do try to mirror some scenes, which is pretty cool. I like when I like when shows do that. Yeah, me too. One of the halls at Robot College is named R2-D2 Hall. Aw, I like that. I do too. Oh, the robots. That was a whole... Oof. Well, that's the thing I wrote down first. I went, is that robot Bill Hader? And then two notes later, oh, is Bill Hader the hostage taker too? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Yep. I love Bill Hader. I absolutely... Mm-hmm. like. He's another one of those actors that they're always funny. When the hostages move, 
to Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. Mr. Frond is wearing the bulletproof vest that Bob wears earlier <laughs> going in. That was one of my questions. Why did he take it off? Well, yeah, why did he take it off? And then I really loved, I had a thought whenever he went, um, you should let go, let women and children go. And Bob has to remind him, you're not a woman. And <laughs> Mr. Frond just says, I will tuck it so fast. I'm just sitting there like, oh, God. This is the man on the, like, if he was on the Titanic, he'd be trying to slip in with the women and children. Like, that's what, that's oh, yeah. what Mr. Frond is. Absolutely. That, that line got me, though. I will tuck it. I'm just like, Frond. <laughs> but dude, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works. The cop monitoring the call between Louise and Mickey removes his headphones every time Louise shouts due to the sheer volume. <laughs> I saw that. Louise is always screaming into the phone when Bosco tries to take it. And that's my daddy, uh-huh. but she's not talking to her father. <laughs> no. She's talking to a big but she robber. Know, but she knows what's going to get the guy away from her. Oh, yeah. Bosco is an interesting character. So most of these characters that you've been introduced in these two episodes, you're going to keep seeing them. You will see Mickey again. You will see Bosco again. Uh, Mr. Dowling, of course, like he's in charge of stuff at the bank. Um, mm-hmm. And then I really loved how everybody's sitting around like an audience to this bank robbery. Who's having fish odor like down in front. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, some gunplay. And I'm like, fish odor. Don't you he's own just this? Sitting there, <laughs> he's just sitting there with his, his lawn chair and his flask just having a great time. Having a great time. And then, you know, the kids drawing penis rockets on the bags. Yep, that definitely wasn't a fish. That was not a fish. So my last big note that I think is fun is it makes me think of how you were doing all the stuff with the geography with Once Upon a Time and figuring things out. For me, it's this one. Uh-huh. So Attempting? Yes. First Oceanside Savings Bank appears for the first time in this episode. In season one, the bank does not appear uh-huh. on Ocean Avenue. Between yours truly and Reflections is a green building, a yellow building, and an orange building, as well as a building located between Reflections and the hotel that's on the corner. From season two onwards, the sequence goes, yours truly, bank, yellow building, Reflections, then the hotel. Hmm. Because apparently I need to know this information. (laughs) I found this with the wiki as well, and I was like, oh my god, I love knowing this. But it's so much easier to do that for Bob's because they're they're not doing a whole lot of like under like where mm-hmm. things are like for the most part you're kind of on the one street except for maybe where the school is with Once Upon a Time there should be some semblance of structure to how that town works exactly but there isn't because they used two towns so the structure of it doesn't make any sense. I think it's funny that the structure of Bob's Burgers I actually know pretty well in my head because there's other episodes where we see like just how far away like the school kind of is and you've got mm-hmm. wonder wharf right there and just where a lot of things are and i just think that's funny that bob's has like a very distinct geography and how it's all set up mm-hmm. and then we can't do the same with another show no we cannot do that with once upon a time i know the structure of main street fairly well mm-hmm. because that doesn't change like some businesses might they might get different signs eventually but for the most part like we, in reference to Granny's and Mary Margaret's apartment and like where the sheriff station is makes I still don't know where it's supposed to be so because we've <laughs> seen that there you, you feel free to cut this part no, out because I'm just going on a tangent but <laughs> there's a scene in season two 
where um, someone something happens to somebody in the sheriff station, and then the next time we see them, they're wandering out of a building because they've been attacked, but they're wandering out of town hall. Town hall and the sheriff station are two distinct different buildings. I'm excited to get into that with you. Oh my goodness. It, it still bothers me to this day. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, so I actually have a note. I'm trying to remember why I wrote it, but it just says, is Lauren actually Tina? And I think, was it the bachelor line? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's like all this stuff with the flirting and the romance novels <laughs> and everything else. I'm just like, I have befriended Tina. I think I am a little bit Tina. Just a, just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. I, I don't have the stage fright. Uh, I have another. That. She does heal her stage fright, though. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, I really had to write to, to write this down, though. I just Bosco really kicked a kid. I wrote that too. Did he just kick a kid? <laughs> he kicks a kid, and then when Jean starts doing stuff, she, you know, uh, Louise is like, "Oh, he'll hit you." <laughs> well, I wrote down like midway through. These cops are terrible, and then three notes down from that no this cop specifically is terrible <laughs> bosco is horrible um and then the whole thing where you know linda's like i'll do anything for you bobby come home and she's like can i trade these two for that one and i'm just like if this isn't real like it's so accurate yeah um but then mort just throwing out most things bobby I wrote down, oh, there's Mort. Right? Oh, there's Mort. There he is. But just the random, Bob, what are you doing with Mort? That's between Bob and Mort. It is between Bob and Mort, but the most things just... (laughs) One of my favorite lines. Most things. And then, of course, I love that uh, Bob, of course, is really happy that uh, Mickey does not... They don't like the pizza. (laughs) That is not fun for, for Jimmy... For his pizza to be thrown out and get sh- like to be shot up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an ouch for Jimmy Pesto's pizza. Ouch for Jimmy. I, I said Jimmy. I love how happy Bob is for Jimmy to get burnt. So lots of ouch in this in this notes. Apparently, all of the ouch. I mean, because that one. But again, this. Is, I mean, I've always speculated that Jimmy Pesto's food is not actually good. He's just the only option. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's not the only option. He's the he's only like. He, as far as we can tell, he's the only Italian food option. That is fair. I don't think we've seen another Italian restaurant because later in the show we get to see like little insights of other restaurants in mm-hmm. um, that city. I don't think we ever find out the actual city name. We just call it like you know, Wonder Wharf is there. Yeah, it's the Wharf. Um, it's the Wharf. Everything's named after the Wharf, and but you do get to see like some of these other restaurants, and the entire town is puns. Mm, yeah, I, I believe like, that. Every single one. And I'm just, all the restaurants that you get to like later on see, because there's, mm-hmm. there's a handful. And every time, it's a pun. Yeah. I mean, this is also like, like I know we've 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 talked about, it's clearly somewhere like up, like northeast coast where this is meant to be. And you said it's kind of contentious yes. where it is. The everything being a pun off of the area is just as much a New England thing as I would say it is a Jersey Shore thing. So it's even more of like, I still don't know. Like, I'm trying to find context clues. I can't wait for us to get to the episode where I told you there. You kind of get mm-hmm. to see a map because they go to travel, okay. and it kind of shows you their starting point. But the way it's shown, you mm-hmm. still can't tell fully. It's just you know it's yeah. northeast. Okay. So, 
I want you to keep. I'm telling you that because I want you to keep an eye out for yeah. when that happens to see if you can pinpoint it. So you're not having to go back and go. Hold on, let yeah. me go see this because a lot of a, it. It's, no, go ahead. I'd like yeah, to I would like to know too. A lot of the it's like the the stereotypes of the people is what leads me to is what le- was why I lean toward um toward Jersey Shore, but the stereotypes of the town and the area is what makes me think New England. I have been to both. Oh. So, I mean, from where I am in, in New York, the the joke is you can live anywhere you want, just not New Jersey. It just, the stereotypes, I mean, I, I can't say the stereotypes you see on TV are, are accurate. Um, I can't say that entirely. New, New Jersey people, please don't come for me. I, I, I love you. I love you with all my heart. But your road system is terrible. You can't make a left turn. You were you and Emily were texting me about the you roads. can't make a left turn in your state. Every time you want to go somewhere, you have to like go past where you're going, make a U turn, and come back on the other side. I'm sorry, jug handles are stupid. So they just have like medians everywhere. For the on major roads, yeah, for the most part, you, it's you can't make left turns most places. Living in the chaos that I do, that is the South. That no, not very common. Like maybe in Atlanta, like you have different situations, mm-hmm. but Atlanta is its own entity <laughs> i don't know if you've yeah. ever been but atlanta's wild i have not been to atlanta you should come to atlanta so you can see mm-hmm. me one but two yeah. like it's so much fun stuff in atlanta yeah. oh my goodness we're there constantly nice. what did you so i need to hear your other notes i i need these notes okay so i i've mentioned a few because we, we you kind of said the same things as me uh, but I did write down, despite what happens in the in the rest of the episode, hostage takers never want burgers. It's just too much cleanup. But that reminded me of um, mm-hmm. an episode of The Nanny, where there's a hostage in a bank, and they start and they start figuring out what to uh, what to get, what to you know demand, and they start taking a deli order, and everyone wants like different sandwiches, and then they're fighting over where Which to order sense. from. And it's just really because deli is very subjective, so. Especially in New York. Uh, okay, uh, you got to explain again. Why are delis subjective? Because, okay, so people in New York City, we'll just stick with New York City people, um, are very okay. specific about where they want their food from. Because, and I mean, I'm I'm also, sub- I'm, I'm not a New York City person, but like I am subject to this. Um, because I might like the brisket from this place, the knishes from that place, a matzo ball from somewhere else. So people are very specific about where they want their food from. So to get a group of seven people to decide on where to order from and what to get is very hard in New York City. Oh. Let alone a hostage situation. Because that, for us, it's, it's you have three choices in this town. Good luck. Yeah. If you're in a major metropolitan area, you've got too many choices. I didn't know if it was distinctly like Jewish not being able because like you have your delis that you really love or I mean I was that too sure because I've learned some that's why food crawls are so popular yeah. in, in New York City I mean because places are very close to each other but then you can have your thing you like from here then the yeah thing you like from that place and you just kind of keep going because I've, I've only learned so much about like Jewish delis specifically is it because it's kosher I mean technically most most Jewish delis are mo- most Jewish delis are kosher style because kosher specifically would mean that the food has like it's all specifically kosher certified food, um, like it's which which mean okay. that it's like you know blessed by a rabbi in some cases. Most of the time it's kosher style. Oh, well, yeah, wow. most of the time so it's kosher. So kosher delis or Jewish delis are kosher style, meaning that you will not have a mixture of meat and dairy in that restaurant. So if they serve meat, you're not getting any dairy products okay. whatsoever. Um, 
So that's usually what kosher style means. Like you're not like they might have a hamburger on the menu, but they're not going to have a cheeseburger. They're not going to have cheese in the building at all. Okay. Um, it's going to just be and like Jewish deli food is like is your brisket, corned beef, pastrami, other various. Like I got. I, I appreciate I know, this. I know. I was like, I, I want to be like, what? Like it. Uh, my, my answer is like, it's Jewish. It's it's a Jewish deli. It's what they have at Jewish deli, so it doesn't help you here. Um, I mean. No, it doesn't help me. I don't know what would be in a Jewish deli because we don't have one. I know. So matzo ball soup. I know matzo ball soup is very popular. Not always good. I but love matzo ball soup. It's like, matzo ball soup is always available. Homemade will always be better than the deli. I have yet to find one deli that's better than homemade. Understood. I just um, need your recipe. <laughs> a box of Manischewitz matzo ball mix. That's my recipe. Okay. Good to know. Honestly, no, I, that, I wouldn't mix. know that. It's the best mix, and you make it at. Welcome to our cooking lesson. You make it to the package right? <laughs> instruction. Make it to the packages, packages instruction, and then you let them sit for a little while before you boil them. And then I would boil them in water separate oh. from your broth. I should write that down, but I'll do that later. I hey, it's I'll send, it's food. I'll, send, I'll send you my. That's all I'm gonna say is it's Bob's it's Burgers. We could talk about food. Exactly. Some fine noodles, oh, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm, I'm somehow turning. I'm turning into my. I'm turning into my grandmother. Like, or, or honestly, I think I just kind of sounded like Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, some fine noodles in there. It's always a good time. Um, but like, you know, knishes, stuff like that. Latkes. I know we mentioned latkes, latkes a lot on this podcast. Um, but like the ones that are part mash, part, uh, part yes. shredded. Always a good time. I've had some Jewish food. I just don't know okay. how to make it and there is no like jewish deli mm-hmm. we have something in um yeah. where i'm from originally there is something called arts in the heart mm-hmm. and it's this huge festival that goes on for like a week and different tents set up within our like commons and mm-hmm. it's just different foods from different regions like i've had ethiopian food i've gotten some jewish food before uh like everywhere think of it kenyan um a lot of mm-hmm. like um south american countries we have a lot of those set up as well like it's it's the only time nice. i can get good schnitzel mm, which not to bring up german important. right after but <laughs> but, uh, but I hey i'm also schnitzel. german so i'm also german so that's good <laughs> i don't schnitzel, know what to say to that schnitzel's a good time i love schnitzel but they do have a really good like and but then they'll have live music and the entirety mm-hmm. of like the actual main streets of uh downtown are just art art booths crap ton of art it's mm-hmm. it's really nice but i've been able to try oh, a lot of foods nice. thankfully that way <laughs> yeah um that's good oh yeah jewish food is with is not without its charm most, most of it Jew, jewish deli food it's like there's some things that are worth getting in a jewish deli and I, we can end our tangent soon there there are some foods that are worth getting at a jewish deli that are not worth making at home uh like corned beef pastrami art brisket i mean brisket is but like it's a different style if you make it at home um, but there are some things like matzo balls, honestly, latkes are never, to, are, are, l- l- depending on the place, okay. latkes aren't, but matzo ball soup is almost never worth it to get at a Jewish deli. Fun fact. All right. To me. I'm going to have to try and, I'm going to have to try and make it. Yeah. But I have one more funny note before, <laughs> now that we're off of our, our tangent about Jewish delis. Frond is self-certified. That is not legal. I told you. Didn't I tell you, though? I was like, we were talking about how both of the uh, shows have unreliable, like, therapists. And I'm like, I don't think he's actually a therapist. He's not. Frond (laughs) is self-certified and Archie got his PhD from a curse. 
So I don't think I would rely on the, so to speak, uh, therapists in these shows. Mm-mm. Nope. So, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, Franz, Franz should not be doing or saying most of the things that he does. No. Definitely not. Oh, oh, I'm excited. What did you score this one? So this one got eights for plot and character again, because, you know, solid plot, solid character. Um, this one got a seven for personal. So this one got mm-hmm. a 23 in total. Okay. Um, which is, is still solid. It just it didn't do as well as uh, as the first episode. I think this one got less just because th- some of the gags were a little repetitive for me, which I think is what knocked it down a little bit. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I did not feel the same. <laughs> it's mm, one of my okay. favorite episodes. That's, that's fair. It's, we we it's we have a pattern today. Yeah, mine my plot was ten. I love this plot. Bill Hader makes it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Bill Hader makes it so good. I gave character and personal nine. This is a twenty eight. I this is one of those episodes. I am so excited when it comes on because I love this episode. Still not a thirty mm-hmm. though. Okay. We will we will eventually have a thirty, but today is not the day. I think the first 30 for once upon a time it is soon it's not next week but it's soon i'm excited but yeah i had a lot of fun mm-hmm. um finding a lot of these notes though because there's a lot of stuff that i had no idea about i'm learning so much as we yeah. go myself like there's so much i had no yeah, idea about it about this mm-hmm. show i don't is it, are you sure though because you know quite a bit <laughs> About he was like, I, I, no, I know once upon a time I know I know a little bit of I know quite a bit about like production but like the really nuanced like the small references that they make that's all new for me and like I said before I'm watching that this season this at least this section of the seasons uh so much like so much slower and it's so much more detail that I'm catching little lines that I honestly had never clocked before which is just really fun to always like it's fun that like this many times into I've seen season one truthfully I don't know how many times to be able to still find new lines 12 years later is delightful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been, I think that's why I'm enjoying doing Bob so much because I've, who knows how many times I've seen these episodes myself, like season yeah. one and two, I've seen a mm-hmm. million times. And yeah. of course, I knew the Goonies reference, but did I, I never noticed that Cindy Lauper actually did that. I was like, holy crap, that's, how did yeah. they do that? So, like, mm-hmm. thank you all for listening. Join us next time when we discuss Once Upon a Time, episode 109, True North. Don't forget to like, rate, and follow the podcast wherever you listen so you can be notified every time we publish a new episode. And follow us at obdyk underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. This has been an episode of OK, But Did You Know? A TV and media podcast. It was hosted by Katie and Lauren and edited by Katie.